0: where we talk about Disney movies that are animated by people with their hands sometimes computers it's trailing off now
1: (laughs) hello internet dwellers and welcome back to (laughs) Top Shelf Disney Animation Studios library Mm. and uh, if you can't tell by the awesomeness that was the opening I'm not not being sarcastic or (laughs) facetious I'm being serious that's staying in uh, that's totally staying in (laughs) Um, TC and I are in the same room.
0: Finally, it's happened again. It's happened it, again. It was sword in the stone was last time. We are we are no longer live via satellites. Mm-hmm. We are in the same room. We're actually there's some space between us because I would talk with my hands so much. Yes, I would surely smack Jeff at least once or and, twice.
1: And preferably, I would rather you not smack me at least once <laughs> or twice. Um, there will, however, still be a delay. Oh,
0: there, yes, you're all right. There yep, will still be. So.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> We, uh, right off the bat, I do want to say this, uh, right off the bat, we, last week, I had left it when the uh, podcast was ending, I said that we might have a special guest this week. It was the big teaser. It was the big teaser. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. guys, it fell through. Uh, The guest was going to be Lindsay. Lindsay was going to try to be a part of the show, but for this week, because she loves The Little Mermaid, it was, it's either, I think it's her favorite Animated film, I, I believe. I'm sorry, well, Lindsay, way, if I'm quoting that the wrong. The way
0: she, she threatened me about being other... She didn't threaten me. <laughs> I she, think she did. She did. She, this is my favorite movie. She didn't movie. threaten No anything. one likes this movie more than me. And then she ran her thumb across her throat, squinting at me. Meaning you need to shave, <laughs> right? Yes, I
1: do. Okay. Is, I'm a little, 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 little straggling myself. <laughs> but, but Lindsay was going to be out. Yep, so. Lindsay, Lindsay of of, of the Top shop, You guys know that. Founder. Um, co-founder. Co-founder. Of. She was going to be on the episode, but unfortunately, schedules just didn't work for it this time that's right so. well
0: we'll we'll find a different we have some ideas for bonus content in the future yes. that so she will she will pop up she will pop up in some capacity down the road down but the road. not today because today it's just me tc oh Anja. i'm here
1: too <laughs> <laughs> i said hello i started it but anyways, we are going to. Uh, we're so. We're, I just want to get that out of the road, or mm-hmm, get that yeah. out of the road and into the field. I don't. These analogies that's, are so confusing yeah, to me. Weird
0: colloquialisms. I'm not familiar well, with.
1: That's because <laughs> normally you're on the west coast. You have to be home more often. Uh, no. So we. Uh, I just wanted to get that off right off the bat. So back to business. Mm-hmm. TC.
0: What movie did we watch this week? Today, we have we have officially entered the renaissance. Anyone want to say that we weren't in the Dark Ages last week or the week before is a fool. Because today was the dawn of a new era, Jeff. This is a new era of Disney Animation you Studios. You guys can't see
1: this, but TC managed to pull out a pedestal mm-hmm. and a soapbox, mm-hmm. and he is now three feet <laughs> higher. <laughs> There's an army of people standing behind him saluting. <laughs> it it escalated quickly. The 1980s <laughs>
0: Eight? Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. 89. 89, The Little Mermaid, the beginning of the Disney Renaissance.
1: And it is, I'm, I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, it is so noticeable. Like, I, I like so So Oliver and Company was only a year prior, mm-hmm. and obviously mm-hmm. so it was being made during the exact same time as Little Mermaid was, more or less, mm-hmm. but the jump from Oliver and Company to Little Mermaid, I can see us it's, work full, it's, it's night and day, like, I, I, this movie is... Spoilers. Fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the,
0: this is this is the most uh, the movie that required the most animation since Fantasia for Disney Animation Studios. They I had not put this much effort into the hand drawn animation of a film since Fantasia and Pinocchio before that. And we we had discussed earlier about how Katzenberg I'm jumping right into Katzenberg stuff. Oh, that's fine. Wanted you know money. No, no, no. Get things out. Movie a year. Movie a year. Move, move, move. Make the entertainment. Don't worry about the art. Mm-hmm. And uh, that. And we've seen the consequences of something like that. Because when you look at Pinocchio, they hand airbrushed every single cell, every single frame. That's a lot of damn work Mm -hmm. for the studios, for Disney itself, for just any studio in 1989. It's why uh, Don Bluth couldn't hang because he tried to maintain with his smaller studio that classic style of animation of really putting every single detail into Every single cell, mm-hmm. which is why those movies stand the test of time, which is why The Little Mermaid is so freaking good. Because this was a, a monumental difference, like Jeff said, about uh, between Oliver and Company. And this every bubble in this movie is hand drawn.
1: Which is in which is itch. that's that's,
0: that's insane. insane. They had to farm this out to like. Ten different animation companies around the world.
1: Because think about it. It's a movie that takes place underwater. Under the sea. If I'm sorry. Under the sea
0: close. if we wish to be kissing the girl.
1: <laughs> um, <but laughs> Every bubble. Every bubble. that And there's, there's thousands of bubbles in this movie. Like I'm, just...
0: I'm sure we could Google it and find I'm out sure how many could. bubbles... Someone, someone bubble-checked this movie, I You know, <laughs> I will Google that
1: if you wish to continue talking about The Little Mermaid. Uh, I will look to see if I can't find that.
0: Well, I'll, I'll get the Katzenberg stuff out of the way because yes. I really want to dive into this, what, how we felt about this movie, rewatching it and whatnot. But uh, Katzenberg... We, as discussed in this in the previous episodes, he was he was about the 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 product getting out fast, the product getting done. He didn't even want to make this movie because he said, uh, "Moly, old fairy tales are done with. No one wants this." But Ron Clements was determined to make Little Mermaid. They've had the rights. Disney has had the rights to the Little Mermaid since the '40s, and it took him this long to make it. And he did the treatment. He crafted the storyboards, and he made this happen. And and, and it wasn't just that part. That part of the chemistry didn't make this movie so good. You have someone like Glenn Keane, the legendary animator, Glenn Keane. Mm-hmm. Um, previously, we discussed how he went back and redid the entire bear fight in Fox and the Hound. He went to the president of animation. He went over Katzenberg's head to to, to beg to be allowed to animate Ariel. So you have the legendary Glenn Keane responsible for the, the key animation of Ariel herself, even going so far as reanimating the final moments of part of your world three times to get it right. Like this guy wanted to do this. (laughs) (laughs) And one final little, little detail about this. And this really speaks of this era. This really speaks of what Katzenberg attempted to do when he took over Mm -hmm. and what the true artists like Glenn Keane and Ron Clements and, and the, the, the Disney Renaissance masterminds, the difference between these comes down to a simple moment of this a test screening of Little Mermaid and kids getting bored during the part of your world and, like sequence mm-hmm. it was an incomplete movie when they were doing these test sequence and Kansberg said movie's fine they seem to love it cut part of your world that needs to go cut it it's boring it ruins the pace of the film no kid wants to sit there and watch it forget about it just cut it that's my that's what that's my note cut them how insane is that that's even? insane Glenn Keane himself went in Finished the sequence, so it wasn't just pencil sketch drawings set to the audio track. Right. Got Jody Benson to do the legendary recording we're hearing that we hear now, um, and like not. He finished the animation on the sequence, then did a test screening with with adults that were moved to some were moved to tears watching this. See, I'm I'm even tearing up now talking is about beautiful. that song. And that this song, Part of Your World changed the game this yeah. whole movie changed the game but that that's the first i i want song right every movie after this has has a song in the first act that has your main character say this is what i want i want to be out there i want to uh find where i belong right. i want to you know that, that that's that's the fact that katzenberg wanted to cut this shows the difference between his mentality of what these movies were and what the animators knew they could be. So uh, that's that's the uh, that's the end of my Katzenberg stuff. And that's the end of TC's Katzenberg Corner. Hey! It's, it's, it's going
1: to be a corner if we have a couple more movies, right? Uh, he'll still be involved for <laughs> a little bit? He's and...
0: nearing the end of his tenure. And uh, <laughs> um, Sorry. So there you go. I babbled, babbled that out for you, Jeff.
1: <laughs> I did find, uh, I could not get an exact specific number. It looks like nobody actually found or has counted it by hand. All right, if our listeners? listeners. Yep. <laughs> Um, they did say, uh, uh, one of the animators estimated that he and his colleagues had to draw over a million different bubbles. Oh, man. Because if you think about like every cell, and then the amount of bubbles in the shot, mm-hmm. plus the number of cells, they're estimating like almost almost a million, over a million different bubbles were drawn
0: for this movie. That's <laughs> surprising. The, the level of animation in this is staggering. The difference between Oliver and Company, like you said, mm-hmm. is incredible. You watch Oliver and Company, it feels dated. You watch Little Mermaid, it feels... As wonderful and as new yeah. now, how many years later? <laughs> right.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Eighty nine, ninety nine, almost 30. almost 30.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Twenty-eight years later. It, it's it's fascinating because like like Oliver Company, while it still had a a, a a greater cleaned up quality than you know a few of the ones before it, like uh, like even you could argue even like the Great Mouse Great Mouse Detective, or you go back to Black Cauldron and stuff like that, which still had that rough like really rough around the edges vibe to it with this mm. animation. Little Mermaid did not, I did not see any of that. I, I I saw cleaner lines. I didn't see like weird moments of like the backgrounds were gorgeous. There was one, one shot. It was a close up of Sebastian and I don't even remember what he was saying. And the rocks behind him looked Gore, and it's a friggin' rock and it's gorgeous looking. And like, it is the level of detail that they put into this underwater environment mm-hmm. was just, was beautiful. And the, 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 the animation, like the, the, the poses or the, the facial expressions and the, the way that all the characters acted, especially Ursula is, oh, is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they, they just, the details in and the attention to detail for the way that the characters moved and reacted and their eyes and just little bits of pieces. Oh, that, Frickin that that dining room scene after Ariel has gotten her leg and she's <laughs> quiet and she uses the fork and she uses the the
0: pipe hopper snare yeah. plate yeah.
1: and she she's yeah she's like she's combing her hair and then she stops and there's a <laughs> shot of Eric and then it cuts back to her and all it is is her eyes just dart from Eric to the, the uh, uh, Grims, Grimsby. Yep, it's just that it's just the eye dart over to him. Think.
0: And then she sits she it down, it. and
1: it's like that was just a, oh, it's sub <laughs> perfect timing. She
0: blows through the pipe, yep. and Eric goes, "Ha ha ha!" <coughs> sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> <Like that's, laughs> but it's a uh, it's so if you look at something like Oliver and Company. So uh, in the comments section, I believe it was Thomas mentioned on our Facebook page for the Oliver and Company that he was a little, a little thrown off by our, uh, well, at least my admiration for Georgette in Oliver and Company mm-hmm. and how I was praising her in, in being uh, well, what well, a. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> She stands out. You're talking like Jeff
1: now. (laughs) She stands out
0: because she feels the most like a Disney character in a Disney movie, much more so than some of those other characters, most Mm -hmm. of the other characters. In Little Mermaid, every character is so alive. They all are animated so uniquely. They all stand out in their own way. Uh, This is something that I don't feel like we've had in the previous films, to have such a large cast, yep. Thank you for saying and that. Everybody stands out. I I would even go so far as to say that you probably could find someone whose favorite character is any one of the characters in this movie. Mm-hmm. You could find someone who likes Sebastian Flounder, Scuttle, Ariel, Max the dog, right. Eric, uh, King Triton, Ursula, Flatsman jetsam Yep. Um, uh, am I missing anybody? Oh, the the chef, <laughs> the, the Louis chef, Louis the, the Louis the chef. <laughs> the
1: French chef is. Oh, yeah. it's fantastic in this, and yeah. he's only in two scenes. Yeah, it's the one scene when Sebastian is avoiding getting eaten mm-hmm. or getting cooked, and then he almost yeah he yeah. almost gets cooked, and then it's the finale when he shows back up and he chases <laughs> after Sebastian. Two scenes, yeah, and he's a memorable character in this movie.
0: It's every single character has their moments in this. There's there's not a moment wasted. No. in this film, there's not a that line of dialogue wasted in this film. Uh, so Jeff and I, we watched this in the room together as yep. quietly as possible. Oh yes, still did, still, <laughs> still made a couple um, comments. Couldn't help myself. <laughs> so something I like to do when considering the story structure or the the pacing of a film, uh, particularly these movies we've been watching for this podcast, mm-hmm. is occasionally I will go. What's the timestamp? And I actually had to lean over to ask Jeff so yep. he could hit the hit the remote to see what the timestamp is, because oftentimes a, a well constructed film. You'll you'll lose track of the time. You'll lose track of how things are paced, and every single character, and the entire plot, and all the like the, every theme and arc is set up in the first ten minutes yep. of this movie. And there's,
1: and and a song actually in a, uh, was part of your world in that first ten minutes. Or yes, because the one in the party when Triton's doing yeah, that whole there's thing. A, there's
0: actually a, a, at least two songs in the first ten minutes because there's the the bottom of the blue yep. a song I completely forgot which. Once it started, I was like, "Holy cow!" <laughs> Frozen starts out with a song much like this. Yeah. It's the it's oh, the that's
1: right. They're on the boat at the yeah. beginning. Oh, I completely forgot about that song. The boat. The we literally just watched this like two hours ago. <laughs> I've already forgotten about that
0: song. But in the first ten minutes of this movie, yeah, they've established everything. Everything you, is laid out for you.
1: You know, you you've, you've been introduced to the villain and her mm-hmm. henchman. You get the you get the prince. You get our protagonist. You get what her relationship is with her dad. The you sidekicks, get, and yep, everything. Yeah. all the sidekicks. You get the songs. You get you get. Uh, that the whole shark scene, like you get an action scene yep. in the first ten minutes, you get a lot of comedy in the first ten minutes. You know the tone of the entire
0: film. This is precision yeah. filmmaking. This is and and to to look at this from the technical standpoint, this is just it's especially compared to what. I w- what I was complaining about last week with how muddled the ideas and themes of Oliver and Company were. We still don't know who the bad guy was. Right. Or who <laughs> the main character in that film was. <laughs> At the ten-minute mark, forget about it, right? Um, but and we didn't
1: know by the end of the hour and twenty minutes. Of yeah. Little home.
0: <laughs> this this movie has such precision, in, and there's not a wasted moment in it. And there's and it's it's moments of of great humor, mm-hmm. whether it's visual or great lines of dialogue that are that are quippy and fun. Yep. This is just a tight, tight film.
1: And it doesn't it never feels rushed because there's there's a there's two sides of that coin because it could be yes. that nothing is ever wasted, there's yeah. no time wasted, but it's an hour and 26, so it's it's a, one of one of the longer movies we've watched in recent um viewing it's because most disney movies up until this point are about an hour 10 hour you hit 15. the 100 minute 100
0: yeah. minute minute uh, of a movie yeah. this one is this one's
1: an hour and 26 so it's it's an it's hour and a half and even with all the stuff happening in that 10 minutes it did not feel like whoa, 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 whoa slow down like, wait, wait, wait 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 you just blew past the point i didn't didn't quite hear it like i i was i'm, I'm like yep okay
0: it clips it, along very good great oh. it's funny, too cuz you got up at one point and you quickly checked the time and you're like oh it's almost done yeah i'm like oh oh, oh. <laughs> i didn't know an hour and 10 minutes had gone <laughs> <Yeah>. by
1: <laughs> but it was that was the that it's just it's so nice to see like like a movie that like it doesn't it doesn't it, it didn't it never felt like it was talking down either cuz i feel like in order to get through all those points it could have mm-hmm. been very simplified right. it could have gone a more just okay kids like we're holding your hand here's the bad guy here's the good guy here's what you need to know but it was i still don't know ursula's motivation though right yeah she is along the lines of not cruella because cruella well i can kind of cruel she's just a bad guy for being a yeah, bad guy she
0: does have mention of when i used to be in the castle when so i she's used to just, be, be a part just, of the kingdom yeah
1: she got she got bent out of shape because she got Probably banished and knocked out, and
0: possibly now there are, there are people who might even be wanting to comment right now. I am aware of the the larger mythology behind Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. If you go to the sequels, if you go to even deleted scenes that you can find on the Blu Ray for this, there uh, Ursula and Triton were siblings.
1: Oh,
0: yeah, and so they they were estranged siblings in that respect, which an idea that came into play later with Lion King mm-hmm. to having the the. Uh, the man who would be king the boy right. who would be king versus the the sister who would not um but I, let's not let's not subscribe too much to the expanded universe let's hone in on this film right and uh yeah there's there there is ursula's clear jealousy of triton at the end when she gets the crown, she's crown she says finally finally i will rule the seas." And right. if it's as simple as that mustache twirling or, Is she, or tentacle twirling, or tentacle, twirling.
1: <laughs> tentacle twirling ink spraying, spraying. It, it's just it, she came down to, and I was okay with it Like you I made wasn't... me ink <laughs> now, nice reference thank you uh, um, it, but, and, and that I'm okay with that like if, mm-hmm. if it's literally that she's just a bad guy and she wants to have power yeah okay I'm fine with that don't try to make it deeper then like if you introduce that concept don't try to like oh well, actually it's because of this b- and b- like no no just, she's just a bad guy for being mm-hmm. a bad guy she, she wants it to rule I'm good with that. Good. Move on. Spend no more time.
0: So while we're while, while I'm complimenting while we're sitting here complimenting it for how tight it is, for how how the pace is nicely set, how the characters are all introduced so so well, there is still a simplicity in this. Mm-hmm. This this is a Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale that follows a whole lot of fairy tale tropes, right? In the falling in love at first sight and love's true kiss and and only and the the standard of three days to accomplish something. And there is. That element to it and that, that accepting that philosophy, accepting that stylistic way of telling the story allows me at least to forgive certain things. Like, okay, why couldn't you just write your name down so Eric would know what it is? Right. Why, what, how do you not know what a fork is when you know what a triton is? True, like, but.
1: Maybe they're not allowed to use tritons on
0: their underworld. <laughs> candle he's the only one. He's the only one. Everyone else has their hands. <laughs> they all have to use their hands and their Sebastian, get her in here. He sounds like Rip Torn now. Um, <laughs> so because it's a fairy tale.
1: If you can dodge a triton, you can <laughs> dodge. a <laughs> touch <dodge ball. laughs> uh, <Sorry. laughs> I I am
0: forgiving of those, uh, what seemingly feel, feel like fallacies in the film, right? That you can because it's a fairy tale and it and though it doesn't open with once upon a time it's it follows the standards of a fairy tale if you look at Cinderella and Sleep, 30 years it's been since a, since a princess movie for this series oh yeah Sleeping Beauty was the last one in 59 holy cow yeah so it was 30 years before they hit another princess movie. well unless you count Elo Elowen and Black Cauldron. Ha ha ha! True, um... But this... this I mean,
1: there, yeah, well, and there was... Uh, is there
0: a princess in Robin Hood? No, I mean, it's, no, it's Maid Marian, Marian, but a true... A true actual, like, this is... Protagonistic. This is, yep. Protagonistic? Yes, we're going with that Protagonistic. Word. Yeah. Uh, this driven fairy tale. I'll allow it. I'll allow it.
1: I'll
0: allow it. Yeah, so we returning to the fairy tale and accepting that it's a once upon a time, yep. happily ever after scenario... I'm forgiving of a couple of the uh you know, come on now <laughs> <laughs>
1: like what was she actually gonna do with Ariel's voice anyways? like that feels weird. it was less
0: about the voice and more about <laughs> the punishment, I think
1: <laughs> though I will say this, bring it up her voice mm-hmm. i okay, so I'm a boy, mm-hmm. uh, obviously just, can, I, mean, I can vouch. I'm, this is the reason I have you come on, actually, yeah. as a live guest yeah. every once in a while, just to verify that I'm still a boy.
0: Yeah, Jeff does this completely nude, uh. and uh, it's, it's a lot of weird eye contact. But anyway, <laughs> continue, Jeff.
1: He hasn't looked me in the eye yet, though. That's what i This is weird. So, <laughs> all right. Um, no, but the, You're this, a boy. I'm a boy. And so, I grew... And this was this was 89. So, this movie came out when I was five years old, and this was one of those movies that, as a as a little boy... You look at it going, that's a movie for girls. Mm-hmm. This is not a movie for boys because it's a girl, and it's I don't a... know how I got into Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know why I like. I think I I, I sided with Beast more often. <laughs> uh, but uh, so for this movie, this was one that I hadn't seen a lot. Mm-hmm. So I've seen it. I know the freaking songs. I I know Under the Sea and Kiss the Girl, and obviously part of your. Part of your world, part of that world, part of your world, part, part of your world, part of your world. Thank you. <laughs> I'm. I obviously know this song, that I don't know the title of right now. Um, <laughs> but no, like I, 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 know those songs. I knew the general beats of it. I knew Ursula. Uh, I just, I did not remember that she did not. Like the Ariel did not have a voice for the last half of the movie, basically, oh, wow. or like okay. the, maybe like the last third, yeah, ish. And I, so I went into that going, oh, oh, this is interesting, and the fact that it still worked. The plot still worked
0: with our main character not uttering a word for a third of the film. It's, and again, credit to that animation to be able to, to find all these physical ways to tell stories. Um and and, you know, let's, let's talk about Ariel. Okay. Mm -hmm. She's, she's 16 year old girl with, with clear flights of fancy, yep. uh, very irresponsible ideas of, of abandoning her home, running away, and chasing after the love of her. I love him, daddy. I love him.
1: <laughs> I will say that the, 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 her character feels the most realistic, quote unquote.
0: If f- mm. Finger quotes are going up. Finger I see quotes, him. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: quotes. Uh, it's like I catch-the quote mark. Right, this one's first and no, one. No, I don't like that. I don't like that. He's
0: he's starting the quote and then he's finishing it on the other side. So this is quote, unquote. Stab it. Two different
1: fingers, <laughs> not at the same time. This makes for a great auditor audio? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. audio? Uh,
0: antagonistic. Antagonistic. She's very realistic.
1: She's very she's very realistic in the cliche teenage girl, like over over the top. Like I've seen that done in so many movies and so many TV shows. But yeah. I think of that as like, oh yeah, that's what you do when you're a teenager. That you you, you, you don't know what you want. You think you do, and you make rash decisions. Ev- everything's rastos- is rastos. the end of the world, yes. right?
0: So the it's funny. Like we can look at it as adults. It's oftentimes you can look at a way a child makes a decision and is portrayed in a story Mm -hmm. and you judge it with your adult mind. It's very easy. Like how could you not be like that stupid girl? What is she doing? That relationship will never last. But We'll get to Eric in a minute. A good example of this is looking at the Harry Potter series. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will look at Harry Potter and criticize the choices he makes and what he's doing. He's not even an adult. He's 11 years old in that first book, 12, 13, 14. The decisions you made, I'm the royal you. I'm pointing at the microphone. Microphone. When you were 12 years old, how good were your decision-making skills?
1: Also, what were you when you were 12? I mean... Yeah, just <laughs> a
0: little, like a little... um a a little lapel-like. little lapel-like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking my day. Um, so a 16-year-old... <laughs> I hope it doesn't get bigger than this.
1: This is already a large microphone as it is. <laughs> you just get something. <laughs> I'm out of here.
0: Uh, so a 16-year-old See, like... making these, these crazy decisions. It's a fairy tale. Right. And she's a child making these very life-or-death choices in her life based upon her world purview. Like, she doesn't know any better. Right. Um, Which is also to Eric. Let's talk about Eric. Because up to this point, our princes haven't been... He's the best. Yeah. Eric is a great... Character, he's the most developed prince we've seen at this point. Because yeah,
1: what was the last one? Was it the one from Sleeping Beauty? Philip
0: would be the last prince.
1: Where and he actually had more kind of to him than previous princes, even from like Cinderella, which is just like, oh yeah, Prince just, Charming, yeah. just just him.
0: We just there. I gave Philip credit for for sticking to his guns, mm-hmm. but he's like, no, I'm going to love the woman I want to love. Just happens to be the one that he's supposed to anyway. But Eric is, he's got such personality. He's he's developed. There are little subtleties to him that i really appreciated this time around that i never noticed before he doesn't want to kiss her without knowing her name he wants to kiss her Mm -hmm. but he stops himself during that song he wants to know her name like he can't even bring himself to kiss this beautiful girl in front of him that he clearly is infatuated with right until he figures out her name and that's a nice subtle character touch right right
1: because he actually has some like internal like, like his no, morality in my, yeah it's like no I am no, not just gonna kiss you random person <laughs> I wanna
0: know who you are like let's talk let's go have a cup of coffee yeah there's nothing there's nothing terribly complex about any of these characters mm-hmm. if you really wanna break it down but there's there's something really endearing about Eric that he is a good guy that he and he's 16 also He's 16. In fact, the kid who voiced him was 16 years old. Oh, yeah. Which is great because he's got such a. Uh, it, it's, it doesn't sound like a squeaky little, like, oh, uh, Grimsby, I saw this pretty girl on the. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. There. Oh, ge-. It'd be a very different movie. <laughs> yeah. If he was a squeaky voiced teenager. <laughs> but he doesn't have this, like, manly voice. Like, Grimsby, I saw her. She's beautiful. Do, yep. do a guest down for me.
1: Grimsby, she's beautiful. Wait. <laughs> Oh, wait, hold on. What's the actual line from Beauty and the Beast? Wait, wait, wait. That's the
0: one, the very one. Yes. Gonna...
1: <laughs> She's the one, the lucky girl I'm going to marry.
0: It's a little sneak peek for a couple weeks from now when we're getting. you're doing. He's doing the whole episode as Gaston. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I, I could do that. I could, could. Hello, Internet Dwellers, and welcome back to
1: Top Shelf Disney. and oh, so much studio. chest
0: here. Every last inch. <laughs> it's just covered in it. We're, we're, we're two <laughs> weeks ahead. We're two weeks ahead. <laughs>
1: Well, we gotta get a little sneak peek. Sneak peek. Let's see. Mm-hmm.
0: let's talk. Let's talk some other characters here. Yes. Uh, I actually have a tweet. I'm gonna jump ahead to a tweet okay. right here because it, it uh, we we have we've discussed already. This is a pretty good cast of characters, but uh, this comes from Ledger at Ledger88 on Twitter. So if you wanna tweet at me at TC's Big Head, you can tweet at Jeff at Random Bell. Yes. It's over at Twitter.com. Check Ooh, it out. is that a new thing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sebastian might be the greatest sad to date. Name a better one.
1: Ooh, are we going to... Okay, clarification.
0: I guess, yeah. To date would be Moana, but let's say to date in what we've watched. So up to this point, in the 20... Was this 28? This is 28, 28, yep. Yeah. So I did a quick list to save you the brain. Thank throw, you. The, the, I'm thinking. I, should...
1: I, I, I will. I think I agree, but what's... Yeah.
0: So just, just a quick list of some of the sidekicks we've had so far. We have had the Seven Dwarves, uh, Jiminy Cricket, Timothy the Mouse from Dumbo, Thumper from Bambi, uh, Jacques and Gus from Cinderella, Tinkerbell is Peter Pan's sidekick. Okay. Uh Trusty from and Scotty from um Lady and the Tramp. Uh Archimedes from Um Sword and Stone. and Little John from Robin Hood. Uh and it's no competition. Sebastian has he is a he's an amazing sidekick. Yeah. I do not disagree. So um I will uh, agree. So Ledger, yeah. This what he... He does. He is tr- in the best sidekick fashion, doing everything in his ability to be at the hero's side to get them to their goal. Yep. He leads the songs. He tries to change her mind. He plays mentor as well as sidekick. But he's he, even over Flounder, who's a great friend. Mm-hmm. Sidekick uh, Sebastian gets to go on land.
1: Flounder feels more like the sidekicks that we had leading up to this point in Disney movies. Mm-hmm. He's just he's. The friend, yeah. he's there, and he, he makes some jokes. He's there, but he's he's not as he doesn't have as much of an impact on the story or the character or like the protagonist's um, thinking or or uh, rationale as Sebastian does. And I yes. feel like Sebastian is the template. For the the sidekick that we will continue to see over and over again, especially I mean, through the Renaissance, yeah. Yes. And see, and that's why I wanted to clarify which are we going because I because just off the top of my head, I'm like I, I don't know Abu is pretty dang good right. in Aladdin, but even going into more recent, the lizard from Tangled mm-hmm. is he Pascal. It sp- yep. does not speak a, a single word, or even the horse in Tangled, like he Maximus, do, yeah, yeah, both <laughs> of those are fantastic <laughs> sidekicks. They yes. don't speak a lick of. They don't speak. They don't say a word. You know
0: what? Maybe I need to make a sa- a sidekick Breckify? Oh, the, I those, think you should. That'd if, be great. If you guys want to hear uh, a sidekick, if you want me to put up a sidekick poll, I, I'll put it up. So if, uh, if you like that, tweet at me, at TC's Big yes. Head, uh, hashtag sidekick poll. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's what we want right there. I like this. <laughs> but, let's, but I just want to talk about Sebastian, because he, these songs, we got Under the Sea and Kiss the Girl, just those two songs alone. Goosebumps right now, Jess. Yes. When this movie started... And the theme kicked in.
1: <laughs> you, you, I was like, "Like
0: oh, I'm I'm I just got tingles." i was like, "Oh my god, this is." And we mentioned this last week, and I said this was going to be something we needed to consider going forward. Here, these are movies that we have a genuine nostalgia for right. because we grew up with these movies. Right. Every movie from this point on, we will have seen in our life. They yep. have come out in our lifetimes, and we have seen them in our lifetimes. Uh, we were too young to have memories of, I mean obviously I had the memory of Great Mouse Detective, but right. let's be honest, that didn't that wasn't a formative um situation. These movies are for us. I'm I'm speaking for you, Jeff. Mm-hmm.
1: Not not you in the microphone. It's me at this time. <laughs> it's it's going to be
0: difficult for us to to really critique and, and, and review these films right. without so much of our childhood wrapped around them. Uh,
1: and 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 I I fully agree with that. And I'm trying my hardest to look at these movies as objectively, as objectively, as entertainment. And and even though, and but, and I still feel like I, it's it's a little easy for me to do with Little Mermaid because I do remember this movie being out. I remember my, I remember it being all over the place. I remember it being in on my friend's clothes and lunch, like, I remember that. I remember mm-hmm. the merchandise. I still of see
0: it. it on my friend's clothes. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> Allison sent Alison sent me Alison one of our listeners you know Allison. Yeah. she sent a, a, a was it Alison yeah sent me a picture of her wearing a a Little Mermaid shirt <laughs>
1: it's like it's still a thing it's still like, I I completely understand it but like I have a little uh, it's a little easier for me to still look at this movie objectively mm-hmm. uh, even though knowing the songs I I don't know the villain song oh, or poor unfortunate, unfortunate souls, souls. Oh, I do not gosh. know that there, I, I knew it was it, when it started I'm mm-hmm. like okay I can't I can't remember what what the hook what the what the line
0: oh, is, is uh, this is one of the best God. alan mencken and uh um uh howard uh, How, ha- ashman ashman yep I and, mean. And, this, and this is it and that was then brings me
1: back to one other point this the music in this they they obviously is this the first working uh the first film where they they both worked on it together as lyricists and music because mm-hmm. um uh uh, oh my goodness, I'm sp- I'm now just completely spacing on name. We just said their names. I'm Ashman so and
0: and Mencken. Uh, Menken. uh Menken,
1: like Menken worked on um he worked on a song for Oliver and Company. Just right. one of the songs. He wasn't the composer. And then um, Ashman was a producer on that. So they were both they both worked on Oliver and Company but not together. This is the movie where they both worked together mm-hmm. and you can just it's night and day the music in it is just fantastic. Like they nail they nailed the furthering the plot and getting into the character motivations through song mm-hmm. that I believe up to this point no other Disney movie had accomplished as well.
0: As you, effectively it, known. Right?
1: right. Like like, like obviously like, bare necessities, you know, it, it doesn't further the plot, but it kinda gets you in a little bit to the, the character's inner thinkings. This one, you see the like you listen to the lyrics in it, and this is something that just keeps happening from here on out, I mean, again, going all the way up to like Tangled, Moana even to a degree, but I keep using Tangled because Tangled is the more recent representation of, I feel like this era, because yes, I know we have The Princess and the Frog, but Tangled did this era of Disney movies just fantastically, like mm-hmm. it nailed it. Uh, I think even bringing back Mencken, I think Mencken did, ly- did the songs on yes, Tangled as well. So, <laughs> So it's it's him, it's their writing, and obviously, mm-hmm. um, Ashman does die in a few more years. He doesn't make it past, um, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Well, Al- thi- Al- I'm sorry. No, Aladdin. He does Aladdin. And then after that, yeah. he passed away.
0: This, uh, this, I- this era. So the Renaissance era that we've now entered mm-hmm. officially with this film. Oh, we've exited the dark ages fast. Oh, yeah. Like, the dark age, as it's been called, as, as Literally we just night saw and it, day. is <laughs> real quick. Here yeah, Right. Um, uh, the sun has rised, uh, risen, rise, rise, bit, Rosen. Uh, this is Rose the Disney, this <laughs> <Rosencratz>. <laughs> This listen. is the Disney that you that people think of. Yeah. When you think of Disney animated films, this is it. Yep. You may have people may have nostalgia for Alice in Wonderland and Cinderella and Pinocchio. And if you want to go back further, but this is the definitive movie era that we're entering, in, and st- and it came out w- strong with this. Yeah, and I. I keep belaboring the point it's very clear we like this movie i don't yeah. think anyone's anyone shacked by this <laughs> this is gonna be my number eight though. what get out of here
1: <laughs> <laughs> spoilers it's not my number eight, okay? Just... What? What? <laughs> that
0: actually, leaves seven more numbers, guys. Actually, that reminds me. Uh, Flounder's scream at the beginning with the shark <laughs> is such a Kevin Arnold scream from Home Alone. <laughs> like, seriously, every scream he has when that shark attack happens sounds just like Malik, Macaulay Culkin did it. <laughs>
1: ah! <laughs> uh,
0: the,
1: the, the, the But, yeah, so, so I... I I did not complete my chain of thought before I got sidetracked on the music. It's my own—I I derailed my own thought. But I will have—it's easier for me to be a little more objective to this movie. But I do agree. As we go, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, just Lion King, those anything, any of the more recent ones, even I'm gonna—it's gonna be harder for me to look at it objectively. Yeah. But I'm gonna try my darndest.
0: Which I don't—I don't necessarily think there's anything bad in in that because having having the memories for this movie. Well, you know, it gives it will, we're giving it a point of context, mm-hmm. and a, and being able to look at it as critically as possible yeah. is it'll be a fun challenge to, to look at this and, and agree that yes, there's a simplicity in this, there is some questionable choices made in this, but to excuse it with it being a fairy tale, mm-hmm. then you have to just decide how how closely you're going to dissect a once upon a time story. Um, but it's it's yeah. hard to deny you looking at this movie and go like name a s name a song
1: from uh, from Little Mermaid. Oh, okay. Under uh, the Sea. Under the Sea. Or, <laughs> Part or, of your or, world <laughs> or Kiss or, the or, Girl. Yeah, it's like you. Les Poissons. <laughs> you name. You can name easily four easily four songs. Maybe not right off the bat, but you can you could get one of four answers mm-hmm. for a song. Prior to this,
0: name 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 a song from. Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, right. It's like, uh, I know you. Now name another one. Because uh...
1: like, like Jungle Book was like Jungle Book is bare necessities.
0: I want to be like you. Um, okay. Yeah. Like
1: in but like in Pinocchio. Wrong, I've got no strings on me.
0: I suppose I'm. Maybe I'm not. Star? I'm the wrong person to ask because right. I will be able to name.
1: True, true. But like, but for for a lot of people, like you, you can see like you can see how much they perfected it, and that's what I. That's just. I'm, again, this is from an objective point of view. You mm-hmm. can see how much they have perfected this model of how we're going to tell this story. Yeah, and it's it's crazy that they were all in production at the same time because our next movie, our next one came out um, the next year. Yeah, Rescuers Down Under came ni- out in 90. Mm-hmm. Now, I haven't, I don't remember much of Rescuers Down Under either. I always forget that it's between Little Mermaid and... Everyone uh, does. You know, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> I still feel like that's like a, like a mid-80s movie for some reason. But... They, it's Even while they're being in production at the same time, it's crazy that you could have two very different outcome of films between Oliver and Company
0: and, okay, and, 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 and Little Mermaid. And Little Mermaid. I keep
1: wanting to call it Oliver and Me. <laughs> I even wrote that as the episode title last week at first, and then I changed it, and then I changed it to Olive and Me. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Olive and Company.
0: Uh, it's it's uh, looking at what they were... They were getting to with Great Mouse Detective. When you have someone like Radigan and the villain song, and you look at Oliver and Company, and and getting a sense of what works and what doesn't, it was those were nice. As I mentioned, I called Oliver last mo- uh, last week a good lessons learned film mm-hmm. that they're they have perfected not just what came, what f- mistakes came out of trying what they did during the Dark Ages, which were some noble attempts to right. be sure. To also look at the history of. The princess films and the disney library to to recapture to 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 look at something like bippity boppity boo which could be the is that the first show-stopping film to have multiple popping songs like they did in the jungle book to just get that chemistry so right right uh it's it's great let's let's talk a little bit more about the film itself instead of just continually praising it here (laughs) i'm gonna praise it dang it (laughs) Uh, i want to point out that uh triton is ripped Yes, he is. I forgot how like muscular he is. I mean, he is a god, I suppose. But like, he dude... does,
1: however, look like he could just squish Ariel in some in some points because he's he just... got those muscles
0: on him. <laughs> <laughs> the muscles are larger than,
1: uh, <laughs> than so half the people in the in the ocean.
0: It's it's. Uh, I kind of was talking about. There's no kind of about it. I was talking about the subtlety in some elements of Eric's character. Mm-hmm. There's something really neat about King Triton because. Maybe, but maybe those listening didn't go back and watch the movie, and you remember how angry her dad can be, how, how Ariel's dad is this temperamental, destroys all her collectibles. He's always yelling and booming, and Sebastian's afraid of him, but he's not. He, he does yell. He does boom. He does flip out. But he's constantly doubting himself. Right. And he's constantly feeling uh, uh, disappointed in Ariel, sure, but sad in how he's reacted he knows he has a temper, and he he questions himself constantly. Every time he has one of his outbursts, it's followed really carefully by a tiny little moment of him glancing, or dro- his face dropping sadly. Like even when he leaves the grotto after devastating her whole collection, mm-hmm. he looks back and he has a moment of, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Right.
1: <laughs> like, well, and because then that what, I think what that does is that helps his character not come off. Like a bad guy, because you could, if if they just made it always be like, no, Ariel, Ariel, you stupid little girl, do it. Your father says, I'll do what I want, Daddy. Yeah, you have no sympathy <laughs> then for him, and yeah. he comes off as a bad guy, mm-hmm. which we would, I feel like would would easily, we would we start having the same problem as what we did for Oliver and Company last week, where it's like, well, who's the bad guy? Who's actually the is it villain Ursula? Is it Triton?
0: Yeah, because yeah. yeah.
1: you could argue that he is a bad guy by because like, he destroys all his stuff and he basically makes her go- run off, run away without his help. And mm-hmm. then if he comes back at the end and then he gets turned into the, whatever, the weird slivered, or like... He's bar- a little barnacle. Barnacles thing. thing. <laughs> Sad, depressing barnacles. Um, he, he could have, when he got turned into that, then you wouldn't care. You'd be like, oh, great, good. The bad guy's gone. Yeah, her
0: dad tried to hold her back. You're yeah. not going to hold me back, dad.
1: <laughs> just like that is what yeah, I yeah, want. Yeah. I, I would want that line in the movie.
0: <laughs> but I feel, I feel for the guy. Because yeah. he, he's genuinely trying... Now there is it's again it's do you want to separate the fantasy like the fairy tale aspect from the reality of it? He's got six other daughters. Mm-hmm. He's really focused in on Ariel here. Yeah, what are the other daughters doing? <laughs> the other ones are like, hey,
1: guys, guess what? Dad's off yelling at Ariel again. Uh, what do you want to do?
0: <laughs> face it, Dad. Well, she's sixteen and she's the youngest. Right. So perhaps all of his older daughters. I mean, there's six others, right? Yeah. So let's say he had one a year. His older daughters are adults. They yeah. are. They're fine. They're not they're not in they're not the rebels that Ariel is.
1: <laughs> she has to be the rebel. She has to be the rebel because obviously if you look at all their clothing choices, mm-hmm. all the other daughters have a matching like shell bra and uh flippers Flip. or fins. Their ta- their, or their, tails their their shells
0: or whatever match the match their color their... of their t- or their fins I... except for Ariel's. Hers that's... are the only ones that are different. You know what? That's why in, in, something like that. And I wouldn't say this for everything about Ariel, but something like that that makes her an interesting, maybe a good role model. Mm-hmm. In that she she marches to the beat of her own drum. Right. right? That she's, I'm not going to match my tops to my bottoms.
1: Yep. <laughs> I'm going to wear whatever I want. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> rebel.
0: I'm cool like that. Speaking <laughs> about bottoms,
1: I, I'm sorry, I will be, I'd be amiss if I kept if I didn't point out the fact that I was slightly disturbed by the fact that Ariel is naked from the waist down like two or three times
0: in this we do we do see her bum (laughs) at one point not like a full-on like here's her butt but there's there's definitely some bum action going on it's
1: like she's got no pants on i I don't
0: think (laughs) this would get a g rating today
1: i don't think it would it's Um, not
0: it's not salacious no
1: it's just it's like uh, but there is a
0: certain it's a provocative provocative if you will there's
1: you get arguing the same about uh, Ursula's boobs happening. Oh my twice. gosh. <laughs>
0: it's like she leads with her boobs twice in this movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and but here the, I was complaining a few movies back uh, about uh, a, a, the character that was shoving boop. like the close up of the character's breasts. <laughs> yeah. And now it's like, oh yeah, look, there's just there's just more of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, in Black
0: Cauldron when the fiddle, the fiddle right. the fiddle player got turned into Flim, Flim Flam. Flim Flam. <laughs> Whatever his name was. <laughs> so actually, let's Okay, do you want to talk about Ursula real quick, or do you yes. want to talk about the other sexuality things in this? Oh my
1: God, let's talk about Ursula first, and okay. then we'll go back to the sexuality. She
0: she is animated so yes. great, like yes. that half octopus body versus her human half. That she's a uh, now she's a mythological creature. I'm I'm I'm, ta- I'm I'm trusting my my memory of Greek mythology. She's not a mer person because she has a she has a, 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 an octopus bottom. Well, I mean squid because she has six tentacles but her arms equal eight right? right so she's not she's not a mer person exactly she's a, a I had to look it up uh, a Cecilia.
1: a cecelia
0: which is half oh, <laughs>
1: you're breaking my voice hey. hey troll get out of here <laughs> sorry
0: Uh, He sneaks in from time to time. The way she moves, the way she's, she's very much like uh, from Hairspray. What's the character from Hairspray? Uh, John Waters, um, Divine, Divine. Divine, thank you, (laughs) yes. Oh, yes.
1: Divine would be like the human representation of Ursula. She's
0: like a mashup of Divine and and like B. Arthur. (laughs) Yes, which,
1: it's funny to note that she was modeled to be voiced by B. Arthur.
0: Oh, really? Originally. All right.
1: B. Arthur was supposed to be who did the voice, and she didn't do it. I don't know why.
0: Now, granted, that would have been fine. The woman who did uh-huh. Ursula. Ursula's just one of the best villains.
1: I got so excited because oh, Garfield, Garfield's Christmas special is one of those 30-minute specials that I watch every holiday season. Love it to death. John and Garfield and Odie go to the, the, the family farm and they're there for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And Grandma is the same actress that voices Ursula. Voices Ursula. So <laughs> I'm sitting here watching this movie going, that voice... Is so familiar. Who does that? And she said something. <laughs> yeah, I think she. I think she cackled mm-hmm. because in the Garfield specials, Grandma goes like, "Ha ha!" Like she does that like twice. Yeah, and I think Ursula laughed or did something. And I went, "Oh, is that Grandma?" And I just, I, I went, I went her IMDb page and just searched for Garfield, mm-hmm. and it came up like, "Yes, it is Grandma."
0: <laughs> oh, I
1: knew that voice from somewhere. I got very excited for that. That's little. It's, that's that's little Jeff inside of me getting excited. That's,
0: that's your uh, your little memory. My little somehow memory somehow connected biography. to a little memory of, of, of. But Ursula is so dynamic. That poor unfortunate soul. Song oh, is so good. good, and it's it's right now the best villain song we've yes. heard. I liked Radigan and what uh, Vincent Price did. Oh yes, which I feel was a essentially a prototype and georgette was a prototype for the villain song right. as well this right here this is a definitive this is hey we're moment. gonna
1: like oh this is what the villain songs need to be it needs to be that show stopping mm-hmm. moment where people start because that's the thing that's the thing that like a lot of people love talking about is like oh, what the villain songs are and most of the time it's from little mermaid on yeah you kind of forget about some of those like uh, well because there really isn't a ton of them
0: Right, I mean, Scar, um, if you want to jump a little further down the road, Dr. Facilia has a great villain song yeah. in Princess and the Frog. I'm uh,
1: bummed Jafar in Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: oh, First off, Gaston's, we'll, we'll come back to
1: these again, <laughs> yeah. Gaston's in Beauty and the Beast, I yeah, love it. Yeah. Um, I will, Guess case anybody's ever interested, I will link, when we do Beauty and the Beast, I will link... To my cover of Gaston.
0: Well, I'll remind you that next yes. next time we record, um, when we get to be the beast, yeah.
1: <laughs> But like the Gaston song, I'm bummed Jafar doesn't really have it. He has the uh, Prince Ali reprise. Mm-hmm. He doesn't <clears> have his own villain song. But even in that song, he just nailed. Oh, it's just so great, <laughs> so great. The
0: the villains, a, a lot of the classic moments we've seen up to this point are due in large part to the villain. Madame Medusa is a very well animated, dynamic villainess. In the rescuers, yep. Corilla Deville, come on, right? <laughs>
1: Corella Deville feels like she's the template for this style of villain—that's just evil,
0: the bombastic, Edith. over-the-top, yep. super theatrical. Because you have you have the, the classic villain of someone like Maleficent, who's very stony, yep. very put together, and she has her flip out near the end. Uh, but Ursula just.
1: Bust down the door, crazy. Boobs first. Boobs first. first. Boobs Boob's first. Bust the door down, and she (laughs) enters shortly thereafter.
0: All right. So it's worth mentioning some of the, the. uh, (laughs) Now, do we call this? Would this be a trope? The (sighs) Disney. Uh, uh, sexual conspiracies? I, no, what is I, I, it the, the uh, what am I looking for? Uh,
1: <laughs> I feel like this would be the start of those because I mean it's
0: there was the naked lady Playboy picture in the Rescuers that is true that snuck in that got snuck scandal. In... scandal scandal that's what I was looking for okay. was a sexual scandal so there's two in this there's two for <laughs> there's this two. one
1: and I feel like they're very well known yeah.
0: for the most part so the original poster for the Little Mermaid the castle in the background it's got some. Uh, got some it's got some some, some male some male thing organisms yes organs, organisms organs. <laughs> okay I uh, want see I, I CC, so, so want to talk I <laughs> so want to quote death to Smoochie right now. <laughs> You know the part, you know what I'm talking about, yes. where the cookie. So anyone listening, knows Death to Coochie, Death to Coochie, Death to Coochie. Oh my god, Jeff. <laughs>
1: also, by the way, TC and I are never allowed to record in the same room oh, again. Just happened for Sword in the Stone, didn't it?
0: We're off the rails right here. Oh, man. So yes, the poster to... to
1: the poster, I'll finish, is the poster to The Little Mermaid while TC just <laughs> dies over there? The poster to The Little Mermaid has a male... Body part in the the spires behind. It's an arm holding an apple. Yes, and uh, a very (laughs) veiny. Um, But the (laughs) and of course it it it, I think it did got they did digitally remove it at one point and now whenever they. Show like a cover for the movie. It's never that they made a new cover. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: They distributed this DVD and po- this poster for the movie. They
1: had a freaking <laughs> it. Right?
0: Someone approved that. Somebody approved that. So that guy, That's that is some some little ragamuffin over at Disney <laughs> Studios. Now the second one. Is now I remember when this one was brought to my attention, going and looking at it, and, and still questioning it, right. even when it was this is the VHS era, looking at it, and they have since gone in and digitally yep. removed it just to to take the question away, which is the priest during the the wedding scene mm-hmm. between Eric and evil Ursula and her in Vanessa right. form. Uh, the priest seems to be rather excited that he's performing a wedding. <laughs>
1: Ironically, the same male organism yes. that we previously yeah. had discussed was on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> appears to be happening. <laughs> During, but. It's supposed to be his knees.
0: It's his knees, yeah. Now, you could take. legged or something. Yeah, you could look at it and go, no, that's a. Yeah. Or you could look at it and go, oh, yeah, that's the knee. But to, to remove all questioning behind it, they went in and digitally removed it. Right. Because I, I only ever saw it as a knee. Like, once it yeah. was pointed out, I was like, well, I mean, uh, that, that looks like a knee to me. It's it, one of those things where one
1: person saw it that way and then told their friends, hey, look, it totally looks like that. And then it's it's just once you're told that is what, you're, what you should be seeing, <laughs>
0: then, then that's then all you can. I can't stop can. seeing it. <laughs> I can't. Everywhere I look, I close my eyes. There it is. <laughs> There's
1: just weird knees everywhere. But there not knees. Look, it's even on the poster. No, that's actually there. Oh, thank God! Oh, oh.
0: I thought I was going crazy. <laughs> I'm good to know that it's not a knee. So,
1: but they have like on the, the the Blu-ray copy. Actually, I I even think they pulled it on the from the DVD version, mm-hmm. like later DVD releases. Uh, but they they did digitally just remove it, and it's it was only ever in one shot. Yeah, because yeah. every other angle, you can clearly see it's his knees. It's, it's his, his knees. legs. Yeah, it's yeah. just that one side angle that's on camera for. You know, like those. There's
0: those like BuzzFeed lists where it's like the the best timed photos. Yep. Like there's one where like a girl has her like hand on her neck and her elbow's coming forward, and like when your eyes glance over, she's like, she's topless. Oh, it's her elbow. <laughs> it's her elbow, everyone. It's okay. It's her elbow. <laughs> it's just one of those very poorly timed. Yep. Or we're wrong and it was.
1: <laughs> you know, because that's that's the other argument that you get for a lot of these, and it'll come up again for Aladdin. It was going to come up again for Lion King. Ooh, so it, yeah, this that, is going to be reoccurring. That
0: Aladdin one. Let, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, there, get, we'll there, get there, there for Aladdin. So uh, I, if, I, if I may share a memory yes. behind this. Okay. Uh,
1: About the, the, the male member. No, no. Of the I'm, just, so I'm like trying to tangent away right okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, when I hear Kiss the Girl, mm-hmm. that song, I know every word of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when I was very little, when my older sister would drive us around, she had a, a mixtape, like a cassette tape that oh, she cool. had made, which had Oklahoma on oh, Oklahoma every night. Right? Yep. And a couple of other songs, including... Kiss the girl. And to this day, I cannot hear Kiss the Girl without immediately going into Happiness Hotel from the Muppets from the Great Muppet Caper. I cannot, my my subconscious will not allow me. Because that was the next song because that show. was the next song on the cassette tape. It was like kiss the girl, kiss the girl, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's no fire in the fireplace. There's no carpet. On. Like I cannot, I cannot not do it. I, I have, have that. It. I mean
1: unfortunately, it's not it's it was no none of the Disney songs in mine, but I have I have I had a, I had a mixtape my <laughs> mom had in her car that there's like there was eight songs on that mixtape. and to those to this day, I still i I have digital versions of all eight of those, and I have a playlist that is that cassette mixtape. That I will you can't just can't help it. You it's can't... just sing to my phone. I'm like yeah. every once in a while I pop it on. I'm like it reminds me of driving around like late at night because we used to go take my dad lunch because he works used to work late shift. Mm-hmm. So like I have that same that same feeling. And when one of those songs plays, and yeah, it's not the next song. I'm gonna go.
0: What well, that's that, What's weird. supposed to go to the thing next? And the thing, it's the thing.
1: <laughs> I also had a version of Meatloaf's Two Out of Three Ain't Bad" that had a giant skip in the middle of it. <laughs> that cut literally. Two of the three out of the song, and it was a, it was a two minute song, and that's how I knew the song until I got older and heard it. And song went, is a
0: lot longer than I, I remember. There's other
1: verses. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, complete tangent there. Uh,
0: um, let's let's see. Um, uh, the uh, scuttle, Buddy Hackett, oh, the legendary. My goodness. Every time he was
1: on screen, I was, I Oh, now I loved this is it. a great one. Let me. Because, <laughs> like, they, they, they nailed the Buddy Hackett look. Like, mm-hmm. I know. His he's, underbite. His he underbite, underbite. And, like, he always like he would always turn it, like, from side to side. Kind of, like, talk out of the side of his mouth. And it was just, he, like, I saw Buddy Hackett. That is who I saw in, in that performance. It wasn't just like, again, we'll come back with this. Gilbert Godfrey in Iago from mm-hmm. Aladdin. I see Gilbert Godfrey in yeah. You see Buddy 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 Hackett. Yeah, Yeah. I I lost. I like. Wait, maybe it's not Buddy Hackett. Uh, I see him in that, and oh, he was so funny.
0: So Scuttle is the prototype for the one, like the -the over-the-top goofy one-liner sidekick. Yeah, that will be used ineffectively through multiple movies in the future. (laughs) But he just is. There's the just the right amount of him. I feel like that's the kind of character that would really get annoying real quick. Yes. Now, but there's something about how it's executed in this that he and and it just goes to every single character never wasting a moment Mm -hmm. everything advances the plot everything is there for cause and effect even scuttle right even scuttle's pure ridiculousness as a character is there to further the plot of the story and he's not there just to be funny
1: right well and and <clears throat> there's callbacks for yeah there's callbacks for all this stuff that he does I mean him teaching Ariel about the fork and the pipe, the pipe gets yeah. a gag, gets paid off later when she mistakenly <laughs> uses both of them at the dinner scene so it wasn't just telling a joke for telling a joke's sake it's like no 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 there's this is going to come back don't worry yeah. and I also feel kind of sticking along the line of what you were saying where you know you, you worry that if he was on you know it, like nowadays it could just be really super annoying I feel like if his his time on on, uh, on screen was just the right amount. Mm-hmm. And yes, had he been on longer, he would have started being like, oh, okay, okay, like this is funny still, but let's, let's keep going with the movie. Yeah. He's on just the right amount of time, and he's only really in what, like three scenes? Well, you Four get scenes it. In it? he's
0: there in the first 10 minutes, so you right. get to introduce the idea of her, of Ariel's obsession with. Uh, human artifacts and whatnot. Uh, his misinformation to her is used for callbacks later right. you oh uh, he shows
1: up when he when she goes to the boat
0: right uh yeah, at the boats when she gets to land he's there Uh is he show- she, he, he, is he, wh- wh- he is part of the the sidekicks like he is part of that, and interestingly enough, and this is again credit to the script, whereas flounder's trapped to the sea and and uh, Sebastian goes with Ariel to land, uh-huh. scuttles the go-between, so he can go, hey Flounder, how's it going? <laughs> that was not a good buddy hackett, I'm sorry. It was more Jerry Lewis they than can't buddy Hackett. All, they can't all be winners. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, um let me let me let me bust through the tropes real quick. Okay. Um while you look over your notes if there's anything else that you can think of. We've kind of narrowed we've we've honestly we've 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 hit every note that I've had so okay. far, okay. so I'm I'm I got my stuff out. Uh, but let me just do the tropes real quick. Mm-hmm. All right. So here we go. Um, true love's kiss. True love's kiss. That's a good trope right off the bat. Mm-hmm, Thank mm-hmm. you, Disney. Uh, the villain has animal sidekicks and or henchmen.
0: Right. You got Flatsom and jetsam
1: The main character has an animal sidekick. <laughs> There's a lot of sidekick. So-
0: Both main characters yeah. have
1: an animal sidekick, actually. <laughs> oh, Because
0: because Max the dog. Max the dog. Actually, you liked Max quite a Like, the animation on Max... Mm-hmm. Again, credit to every single one of these characters having such a nice tension to detail. Man,
1: because like Max is like a, a shaggy dog. And every time he would like move his head, they nailed the like delayed... And I, I, I can't... There's an actual animation term for it. And my animation friends from college are... Jeffed yelling, Yeah, because <laughs> we learned about this. But mm-hmm. I can't remember the actual term for it. But just like Max would turn his head and his hair would be just a little behind. Mm-hmm. And would just kind of like... It would just. It, I'm doing the motions. You guys can't see. It this. looks great. You're it looks na- fantastic. You're nailing right? it. I, I look like a dog right you, now. It's incredible. It's. It. I, I. Man. I grew my hair out just for this bit. hair. <laughs> so. But. It, oh. And he. Like. He bounces up and down. And the hair is just delayed as he's doing mm-hmm. it. And it just. Fluffs out right, and then it gets really thick. Oh,
0: perfect. And again, to credit to the scripts. He he fi- meets Ariel first because yep. she when she climbs up on the boat, he sniffs her, he finds her, he looks her in the face, he likes her, yep. and he's the one who can identify her when Eric can't for yep. the course of the film.
1: And know when it's when it's Ursula later on, You're, who's at her. you're not her. Yeah, you're not <laughs> <It's> like <her. laughs> I know that. So Bye. animal psychics, animal psychics, and so, then finally the last Disney trope. It's a big one. I feel like we all know where we're going with this one. You want to take a shot at it?
0: Uh, well, there was reused animation. Oh, there is reused, yes, <laughs> yes. Cause,
1: which I asked you about because it was it's during um kiss the girl, kiss
0: the girl when he says wins and the reeds <laughs> tip over
1: and I saw you like start typing. I went, oh, is that reused animation? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's the reeds from from the uh, the windmill. Uh good. But the final one is single parent. Single parent. That's right. Oh, the antagonist King Triton is or the protagonist a single parent. Yep. Eric's a prince, so we can assume his family's still alive. There's no indication if he's got his parents there or right. not
1: there, it, it, had there been a line that he's like, like ever oh, since I, your
0: parents died right. you need to get married <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like there like, was none of that there
1: was none of that so yeah. it's like I don't count it being him mm-hmm. but our main character has you know her it, she's only got one parent it's a single parent situation for her, so
0: those are my tropes. Did you have any firsts?
1: Um, I did not. Uh, the The main the main first was the one we already mentioned that it was the first um, Howard Ashman and okay. uh, Alan Menken. I got two firsts up, for so. you. okay, fantastic. For you.
0: So first is this is in twenty eight films the first uh, main character with biological siblings. No character up to this point. Oh, now interesting. You could say Wendy, Michael, and John, right? Right, but Peter Pan's the title character. True. Right, so I'm 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 being a little little you know I might be skirting around whether or not this works or not, but um, Cinderella had step siblings. Right. Um, there's no. There was I, never a
1: family. It was yeah. only either just by themselves yeah. or.
0: Was I could step. I could be wrong if someone if someone wants to fact check me on that I'm perfectly willing to admit I'm wrong, but in in run it through my head I cannot remember, like running down the list I yeah, can't remember. Yeah, I can't
1: think of anybody else that had siblings. Notable so siblings, too. The
0: The other first, That's which point, which um, is, this is the first Golden Globe uh, Oscar-nominated movie for Best Song and Best Score, which continued for the next four films. <laughs> for the next four films, for four years in a row, right. Disney had a lock on the Best Song <laughs> and the Best Score.
1: And honestly... Um, they deserved, they would just, des- they would deserve those nominations. Yeah, it's, oh.
0: it's, uh, so this, followed by Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, and Pocahontas, all received the nomination for best score, best song. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Good first. Thank you. I Here's completely missed those two. <laughs> I didn't even think about the biological siblings.
0: <laughs> oh, and then I also have one more of all the movies we've watched oh, so far. <laughs> damn you. Okay,
1: so real quick, guys. Yeah. I wanted, I, we're going to tell, I want to tell this quick story. Okay, okay. What our plan was going to be was that, um, I was gonna try to work that in
0: <laughs> a lot
1: sooner than 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 now. Um, we were also debating about uh, uh, since Lindsay wasn't able to make it here, if, if, if we were gonna maybe do a, a small segment, we were gonna try to sneak it in, sneak in here. it in yeah, here yeah. instead, but. One of these days, TC. I'm not lying. It's going to be Hello Internet Dwellers, Welcome to TC. Where is this on your list? Not even get through the title.
0: I'm not quite sure. I can't get a good read on you, but I don't think anyone listening is going to doubt where I'm going to put this. Uh, (laughs) But uh, it's... yeah, you do. So, so where where would you put it? Too? This is number one okay. for for this set of films. As much as I, I can find some endearing qualities in Winnie the Pooh, as much as I like Robin Hood and Fox and the Hound, and like all the movies we've watched so far, for the most part of this set, I've, I've particularly disliked Oliver and Company and and Black Cauldron. But I don't think it's any surprise. Even just the first five minutes of this, you you could tell where I was going with oh, this, yes. and this is just. Trying to be as objective as possible. Seriously sitting here and going, okay, I'm not going to be a nostalgic, blubbering idiot about this. (laughs) I'm going to try to be objective. Objectively, this is the best animation we've seen from this studio. This is the Disney we all know and love. Yep. So, yeah, number one with a bullet. And
1: honestly, TC, I am, I am right there with you. It's like I sat down going, oh, crap, I didn't think about where I was going to put this on the list. And then I went, oh, wait, no, never mind. Yes, I did. Because I was halfway through and I went, well, yeah, this is obviously number one. Yeah. Because I was singing along with it. I I enjoyed every moment of it. I didn't – I I, I kind of stopped taking notes. And you can see my notes. It's mm-hmm. not a ton. And there's a lot of just my normal comments, my normal thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. But it was it was definitely – Enjoyable from beginning to end. There wasn't anything in it that I hated. It wasn't, and there was never a point where I'm like, "Ugh, get on with it." Because I could, I feel like it could have very well been like that when she got on land.
0: Yes, because no. it's
1: like, well, she's not the mermaid anymore. Now she, okay, now she can't even talk. Like, what are they gonna do with this? This is just gonna be a weird love story thing. Um, huh? Even though I am a, a sucker for rom coms. <laughs> obviously, I, I. Sorry, Tom Hanks is my spirit animal. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: he's America's dad.
1: He's very. I. I love. I love my dad, but I would love to have Tom Hanks as my dad too. Um, I just hit my friend Tom, please call. Um, he hasn't called me back yet, but uh, but yeah, no. It, this this I I enjoyed every minute of of this movie, and it actually kind of makes me sad that I didn't watch it sooner. Like oh, all no, the way that's, through, that's, I was like, oh, I,
0: I would like honestly this. rewatch this again. Oh yeah, right away. And oh, yeah. and there's been very few in in this entire the Disney Animation Studios library up to this point where. I've, I've felt that I would go back to one very quickly. If, right. if someone listening right now is like, I want to watch it. Come on over with your copy. Uh, okay.
1: I said, like, okay. <laughs> Give me
0: a ride. And I'm there. Yep. exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. So uh, let's see real quick uh, lessons. You, you, uh, there's no question. Do you sit a kid down in front of this to watch this movie? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Holy cow.
1: Yes. Cause yeah. it's fun. It's got it. The songs don't, the songs are not dated. That's the other thing that I, I we've we've stumbled across for some of them that you can definitely tell the time frame that mm-hmm. the movie was made in because it's all oh, these went a little more folky or they went a little more carpenters for yeah. like the rescuers which is like it's obviously they're trying to mimic the carpenters for this <laughs> yeah um, but it, it, which really dates those films this one doesn't have that like it's got a calypso song in it for <laughs> under the sea that doesn't matter it's yeah that was a little more eighties I guess but. It's still an enjoyable song to listen to. Poor Unfortunate Soul sounds like any other villain song we're ever going to get. Yeah. like it's, It doesn't have a date to it. It's just that's a Disney song. Yeah, in fact, there's
0: song. there's elements of this that in general are are no different than the kind of comedy or uh, entertainment you'd get in animation now. Yeah. I particularly point at the sadistic, crazy sh- Louis the Chef scene, which is <laughs> – that is – I can't remember who asked. It. Someone asked if we thought that was the darkest we've ever seen in Disney. That is – that is it. That is intense, but it's hilarious. It is hilarious. That is, a, that is one of the most farcical moments of the entire thing. <laughs> I will say it's a weird callback to have him come and slice the cake and give Sebastian that little little moment. Right, but. Eh, that's, that's minor. That's it's a minor okay. complaint. That scene is ridiculous.
1: <laughs> the fact that, like, that he finds Sheba- Sebastian and is like, oh, how did you get loose? And then he oh, starts sh- he starts stuffing, stuffing him with stuff. I
0: like, because stu- 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 <laughs> stu- <laughs> that makes it taste nice. It <laughs> was still enjoyable. Ah!
1: <laughs> there was nothing about that that was not fun and entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> and- <laughs> So no, you, definitely.
0: You could definitely sit a kid down this to entertain them. And I do think there's a little bit of lessons here in in having that it's the grass is always greener on the other yes. side conversation. Yep. Uh, Ariel gets what she wants in the end. This is all ha- this has the happily ever after, which is which is unrealistic. In the grand scheme of things,
1: three days and they're married. Right, they get married. Well, I guess you could argue, no, they, they just, don't get married. They're right kissed, away. In three they days. kissed in three it days. It could have been months before they got That's married. That's true. That <laughs> is true.
0: That is true. There's no or indication. At least a week. <laughs> week. There's 16 for crying out loud. Yeah, come on. Um, they have to get their parents. Yeah, de- definitely throw that up there. Um, so I got a couple of theories. Okay. Um, okay. That theories. Eric could very well be the descendants of Prince Philip and Princess Aurora. Because there are two paintings in the dining room, to the left on the left of the screen mm-hmm. when you enter the dining room scene, that look suspiciously like Philip and Aurora. Oh, interesting! And if we are to believe that this is Eric's kingdom, which that is that is debatable, mm-hmm. um, that could very well be his parents or grandparents up on the wall. Thus, the theory is: Could this be the continuation of that world of of and there is magic and uh, that is
1: true. Yeah and we're 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 hitting more of these movies and as we go along we're going to start getting more oh yeah oh gosh once we
0: we'll, have we'll have no we'll have no uh shortage of theories and and what in fact we've already discussed a theory for this movie mm-hmm. when we did Peter Pan right that was Ariel's mom a mermaid in Neverland yep yep <laughs> or the fact that Triton's dad is Poseidon who is the uncle of Hercules so does that mean King Ariel and Hercules are cousins they're actually cousins
1: <laughs> which it still makes sense because it's still part of that whole mythical, mythological, yeah, great, myth- antagon- myth- mythological, mythological. Mythological. <laughs> we here at Top Shelf like to make up words every week. Real um, words, real words. Sometimes. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: the the let's uh, see, so you got it. Um, the uh, we talked about that earlier So never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the theory is we talked about that. It, one. it was a comment about uh, that this is a an allegory for the sexual awakening, and though we didn't necessarily talk about that. I, I think that uh, we've addressed enough of
1: addressing of the point of that she's a she's a 16, sixteen year old who wants to have her like who wants to take control of her life and yes. thinks she knows everything and wants to go off and be, you know, with a guy that she she's, just. I met. love her dad. No, I love
0: him. I love him. Different movie. Different movie. <laughs>
1: That's uh oh man, I cannot think of a clever enough pun. Okay, gonna just <laughs> skip that idea. The uh, it's it's man that that is the one line in the entire movie that was the one moment I was like.
0: Oh, what a girl! What a, what a little on. what a little girl!
1: But in all fairness, you even see her. I don't want
0: to mean that. sounded dis- That sounded really mean. What a child! <laughs> what I a should child. say. But here being a girl had nothing to do with it.
1: But her, her, they even but they animated her that it in a way where it looked more like she didn't even mean to say that. It was a caught up in the moment because she says, "But I love him," and then she like recoils back. Mm-hmm. And you could argue this like, well, she didn't want to say that out loud. I love the dad. idea of him. If yeah. I was
0: more eloquent of a teenager, maybe that's what I would have said. Don't ruin my stuff, yes. Daddy. No, <laughs> <Here we> Ariel.
1: <laughs> Where he then goes full blown Ghostbusters on the inside <laughs> of her thing and just proton packs the whole inside of her of her little area, leaving just the face of Eric.
0: Little creepy. That, that, that was fine. That's fine. <laughs> it's a little weird. I have I have a little. You have a face of Eric. Of, of Eric, it's I keep it in my wallet. Um, Help. So I have a comment. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> How big is my wallet? How big is your it's wallet? a coin purse. Okay. Oh, oh. I have a comment here from Ads uh, uh, Nessa Van Nessa. <laughs> And I understand why she tweeted us. So thank you for listening, first of all. <laughs> uh, and you can tweet at me at TC's Big Head, which I mentioned earlier. You can tweet at Jeff at Random Bell. Hit up the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Top Shelf Pod, mm-hmm. where we post uh, before we record. If you want to throw any comments at us or when the episode goes up, feel free to react and respond to some of the, the comments we've thrown out uh, on here. Uh, what was the hashtag I said again? Sidekick uh, Breckify uh, Sidekick Brackify. Brackify. Sidekick Brackify, yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'll say so. Nessa van Nessa. (laughs) (laughs) Ursula's first ingredient in becoming Vanessa is butterfly. Is a butterfly. Vanessa means butterfly. So, I understand why she tweeted oh. at it because her name, right? <laughs> yep. but, and so she must have an attachment to Ursula's evil doppelganger, which <laughs> is Vanessa, which we only hear her name once during true. the wedding. Do you, Eric, take Vanessa? And Vanessa means butterfly. That's the first ingredient she grabs. That's well observed. I never would have caught that. I would that. have never, <laughs> never that. In a
1: I saw her grab the butterfly, and but my initial reaction was. How's she keeping a butterfly alive <laughs> under the water in a magic, bubble? Magic, Jeff. <laughs> magic. No, there are things that need to be based. Just like how that storm appeared out of nowhere, and those guys did not see. That's in the a squall. <laughs> I
0: explained it to you. These can come out of nowhere, but literally out of nowhere. I it mean, was, come on, it, guys. If, it, if you if you want to go so far, it was a tempest, a type of storm. Mm. And the tempest by William Shakespeare has two characters in it named Ariel and Sebastian. There we go. Boom! I don't like this. There's some, there's some Shakespeare knowledge for you,
1: TC, bringing the actual knowledge to this podcast every week, while I bring mumbles. Uh, well, then, uh, with that, I, I'm pretty certain that we, we were, we're very happy with the Little Mermaid. It yes, was great clearly
0: that this, this is a lot of fun, and, and there's a lot. I've had more than a few people message me about uh, like, oh, we're really so excited that I'm so excited you're finally getting to this one. I'm so excited yep. to, yeah, this is. Uh, so um for those listening, please what are your feelings about the yes. mermaid? A few people commented on our posts that we were recording, but I'm interested in getting some of that feedback. Some of you give us some great points of conversation. I really love the observations of some of the things we might miss mm-hmm. or some of the things we might gloss over, or the willingness to just chat further about some of the ideas we we proposed right. over the course of the recording here. Uh I, I uh, this was fun recording with you, but we are clearly way more goofy. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about being able to look you in your in your hairy chest. In my and hairy
1: <laughs> chest. Um, and the fact that I'm nude it's, still, uh, <laughs> as we discussed earlier. <laughs> hey, you know what?
0: As anyone who's ever listened to the Rewatchman knows pants are optional on pants this Pants are thing. optional. It's audio. Who's going to know? <laughs> unless we deliberately say so.
1: And then it's just weird. Well, so then real quick, before we end this week's episode, next week's movie we're going to watch is the 1990 animated film, as they all are. Mm-hmm. The Rescuers Down Under yes. are first...
0: This, official sequel? This is the first official sequel in the Disney canon. to the uh, As of the date of this recording, right. it's the only sequel for a narrative. Now, you could say Saludos Amigos and Three Caballeros, right. but those are not Those are not narratives. Those are, what are they, Jeff? Hashtag. Uh, hashtag package films. Right. And you could also argue that Fantasia to Fantasia 2000, but those are not narrative films either. Right. Rest this is an down, actual yes. sequel
1: to a... Prior Disney film.
0: The next one that will officially that a be <laughs> a, a Disney Animation Studios release will be Wreck It Ralph 2, Re- right. Ralph Breaks the Internet. That's right. the next actual sequel. And then Frozen 2 following that. Uh, Which but,
1: uh, for Wreck It Ralph 2, that one's supposed to be out uh, of 2018. So mm-hmm. it'll be after this podcast ends. But
0: we will... Or um, if you're listening in the future. Oh, that's true. How was it? Tell how us was in it? below. <laughs>
1: and skip ahead to episode 57, where we apparently did the episode. Of course. I'm pretty
0: sure we're just going to keep
1: coming back after they release these movies and just keep doing them.
0: So keep an eye out for The Rescuers Down Under. Let us know if you have any comments or questions about that movie in particular before we jump into it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to get to Rescuers Down Under. I, Me too. Have you ever seen it? No. That's exciting. See, this
1: is like, this is where we, Little Mermaid was the partial, Rescuers Down Under, again, I remember seeing commercials for Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. I remember it being in theaters, but I don't ever remember actually watching it. Yeah. And, but then we get, then we get a string of them where it's like, oh yeah, I've seen these until we get to the mid to late nineties.
0: It's one that people often forget is part of this. In fact, uh, Dave Geisler from the Technophiles uh, podcast network uh, when I recorded our Let's Plays, mm-hmm. which a new one is available today if you want to see and listen Ooh. to me play Jungle Book with David, uh, the <laughs> second in our series. We did um, Pinocchio last week, yep. we got pin- uh, which will be in the comments below. I linked it last week with Pinocchio. I uh, linked it again this week with Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he forgot that Rescuer's Down Under existed as well, thinking that Little Mermaid was next. Uh, okay. Or that Beauty and the Beast was next. Yep. But no, there's that... Just right in there.
1: An extra movie in there and then we get on to the the new Renaissance, which I'm excited to see, because I wanna see because we're we're in that period and we tw- we're gonna wrap up, I promise. I'm excited <laughs> to see that like uh, that cause we have we had Oliver and Company, we have Little Mermaid who rescuers down under, and obviously then we have Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin. We have a lot in that chunk, but those will be part of our, our next set, our next bracket as well. Right, yes,
0: that we Um, we are ending this bracket with Beauty and the Beast. With
1: Beauty and the Beast. So that episode will be a little bit longer just because we'll probably go over our list like we did the last two times. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm excited to see, like, how different is Rescuer Down Under compared to, Little Mermaid and Oliver and Company because they were all in production at the same time. Was there enough time that had passed that they went like the Little Mermaid came out and they went, oh, this all works. Everyone, go fix this. Let's tweak all this <laughs> stuff. Or was it like, nope, too late? They took a shot and that and Little Mermaid was the one that worked. And it won't be until Beauty and the Beast that it, that material wraps I, up into it.
0: I am a, a, I am looking forward to this as well yep. because I have not seen this movie in a while, in, uh, in quite some time. So, um, but yeah, I think that I think that's it. it. So thank well, you. TC, thank you yes. for, for being here in person. <laughs> I hope everyone enjoyed just how uh, off the rails we were this time. Because we, I don't know, maybe because the movie was so much fun, maybe because we, we we ate a great meal before we started we did, recording, but We but did. we're a little loopier than I think we normally <laughs> would. <laughs> so. And
1: we're recording it on a different day than we normally would have as well. Um, I didn't work today. We which did everything wrong, Jeff. Everything, chef. everything, everything was, wrong. Everything did not match what we normally do. And uh, I don't know, maybe that's for the best. It's, it's good to do this every once in a while something different so yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what next week will be if, if I don't know if you'll still be here or if you're gonna head back out again so we'll have to wait and see what uh, The Rescues Down Under brings us but mm-hmm. it's uh, it was good doing this in person Yeah. even if it's once every 13 movies it's <laughs> fine <laughs> thank you everyone for listening <laughs> thanks everybody I, I,
0: I am TC for Jeff across the the, the, the literally in front of me Sup? Uh, thank you all for listening <laughs> and, and this is a sign off, off. Now now this right here. No, I can't do it. I can't do i I wanted to be able to do a buddy hack it, but I can't do it. Uh it's okay, I'll just keep doing Gaston for the both of us. DZs they think they can impersonate everything. Is that is that okay that I did the third person on that one?
1: I I hmm
0: Somebody better okay. n- nail me to the floor. <laughs>
1: This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media. Proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at (laughs) www.ghosthat.net.
0: I like the ending.